It's morning sports desk time for this, the 3rd of October. Hey! CJ's out today. It's just me, Corey. We're going to hang out, and we got some fun stuff to talk about here today. Uh, let's just dive right into it. First things first, we've got high school volleyball on our broadcast schedule here tonight as the Bertha Hewitt Bears play host to the Parker's Prairie Panthers very quickly on each team. The Bertha Hewitt Bears 9-10 and 10 overall. They're 2-2 two and two in Park Region Conference play. Bertha Hewitt coming off their own tournament, as a matter of fact. They went 2-3 and three with victories over Hancock and Swanville, losing to Murray County Central, Parker's Prairie, and Pillager. Uh, in the PRC, Wadena Deer Creek is the top team. They're undefeated in Park Region Conference play at 4 0. They're 12 6 overall. Verndale and Sabika are each 3 1. New York Mills and Bertha Hewitt are 2 2 in PRC play. Henning and Monaga each 1 3. Pillager is 0 4. The Parker's Prairie Panthers come into tonight's contest at 13 and 5 overall. They are 5 and 1 in Little 8 conference play. Uh, they were at the Bertha Hewitt tournament over the weekend. They went undefeated, didn't even drop a set, beating Pillager, Blake, Upsla, Bertha Hewitt, and Murray County Central 2-0 scores in each of those contests. Underwood is the top team in the Little 8. They are 7 and 0 and 12 and 3 overall. Parker's Prairie, however, 5 and 1 in second place in the in the Little 8, and they have the most wins in the conference overall uh, at 13 and 5. Hillcrest Lutheran Academy and Brandon Evansville are each 4 and 2. Battle Lake is 4-4. Four four. Clinton Graceville, Beardsley, and Hancock are each 3-3. Three three. Wheaton, Herman, Norcross, and Rothsay are each 1-5. And, and Ashby is 0-7. Bertha Hewitt versus Parker's Prairie Volleyball is tonight on 105.9 FM, the Superstation K106. On the Superstation K106 app, and online at wadinaradio.com. But a 7.15 pregame scheduled 7.30 first serve. I'll be there for that one. Looking forward to a little high school volleyball on the calendar tonight. Uh, yesterday, we talked some Vikings football, obviously, because, well, you always talk Vikings football on the Monday after a game. I wanted to continue that conversation just for a brief moment and throw some things out there into the world. Um, I... I tend to believe that the Vikings only have one major problem. They have maybe tons of little problems, but they have one major problem that's hampering them this season, and they're turning the ball over entirely too much. And it's not just that they're turning the ball over too much. It's also oftentimes where they're turning the ball over on the field. Now, if you can just bear with me here for a moment, I'm going to run through all of the Vikings turnovers this season, where they happened, and how many points off of those turnovers the other team scored. Okay? So, we start with the first game of the season uh, versus Tampa Bay. The fumble at the Tampa Bay 26. Buccaneers did not score. Fumble at the Minnesota 21. Buccaneers scored three. There was an interception at the goal line. Buccaneers did not score. In the uh, next game, 
Who is the next game? Philadelphia. Fumble at a Minnesota 37, no score. Fumble at a goal line. At the goal line, three points for Philly. Fumble at the 18, a touchdown for Philly. Then the Chargers. A fumble at the Chargers 17. Chargers score seven. A turnover on downs at the Chargers two yard line. Uh, no score. I believe that went into, uh, was that the end of the game? I believe it was. Then against Carolina, an interception at the one yard line, seven points for Carolina. An interception at the Panther 13, three points for Carolina. If you add that all up, three, six, 13, uh, 20, 27, that's 30 points lost. Uh, uh, in each of those games, if you add all, if you add up all of those points in each of those individual games, and I know this isn't exactly how it works out, but, uh, you, the Vikings tie with Tampa Bay. They lost that game by three. They were minus three in the turnover differential and points scored off of turnovers. Okay. They lost by six to Philadelphia. Well, uh, they gave up 10 points off of turnovers. They lost by four to the Chargers, um, seven points off of turnovers. They beat Carolina, of course, by eight, but they gave them 10 points. They gave Carolina 10 points. If you even want to take it farther and assume some points for the Vikings along the way, well, the fumble at the twenty at Tampa Bay 26-yard line, that's a field goal for the Vikings. Um, that interception at the goal line, you've taken away a touchdown and an extra point. A fumble at a goal line, you've taken away a touchdown and an extra point. Uh, a fumble at the uh, Chargers 17-yard line, you've taken away a field goal there. Turnover on downs at the 2-yard line, you've taken away a touchdown and an extra point. An interception at the 1-yard line, you've taken away a touchdown and an extra point. An interception on the 13-yard line, you've given away a field goal. If you add all of those points up, the Vi- uh, Vikings are minus 74 They have uh, knocked themselves out of 74 potential points. If you take how many points, if you assume field goals and touchdowns in those certain scenarios and the actual literal points off of turnovers the other team scored, 74 points is the differential. Okay, that's a problem, and they absolutely need to clean that up. There's nothing else. They lost the first game by three, the second game by six, the third game by four points. Don't turn the ball over, and if you're going to turn the ball over, don't turn it over in the scoring zone. It's really that simple. It's really that simple for the Minnesota Vikings. Good news is they got a victory, and um, they got a tough one this week. Of course, the Chiefs are in town. I think they can... I think they can compete in this one. Hopefully, what I'm hoping is the Vikings are trending in the right direction and the Chiefs did not look good on Monday night on the road at the Jets. It's a second road game in a row. Vikings need to take advantage of this one if they uh, need to steal one if they want to make this season competitive. All right, let's move on from that because the most exciting news in town is, of course, the Twins are in the playoffs tonight. Uh, I should say this afternoon. It's the American League Wild Card Series against the Toronto Blue Jays. It's a best-of-three format. All three games will be in Minnesota. We all know the Twins playoff blues at this point. It's 18 consecutive postseason losses. They haven't won a playoff game since October 5th of 2004. I was a freshman in college the last time they won a playoff game. They have not won a playoff series 
since the 2002 American League Division Series, I would have been a junior in high school when that happened. But this Twins team is good. Uh, They tied with Texas for the most home runs in the American League this season. Their pitching staff has struck out more hitters than anybody in the big leagues. The top two strikeout kings in the American League, Kevin Gaussman for Toronto and Pablo Lopez for Minnesota, go at it this afternoon. Let's go, Twins. Let's get a win here today. Uh, Let's get a series victory and uh, let's have some fun this fall with Minnesota Twins baseball. It is a 2.30 pregame with a 3.38 first pitch. You can listen, as always, on 101.7 FM and AM 920 KWAD. I am stoked for the Twins this postseason. It's just more fun. We had 162 games to be realistic about the Twins. Now it's the fun stuff. Now it's the fun stuff. Go get one, Twins. We're rooting for you. That's the morning sports desk for October 3rd.